Hello and welcome to another episode of the FBL Hangover Podcast where we raised a bar, stool and lowered a tone, all things FPL related. This week we bid Game Week 14 a fun farewell as we prepare to get stuck into some festive FPL fun. Four green arrows on the bounce for me and a certain somebody you all know, but it isn't green arrow fever that's got our intestines twisted. No, no, no. The FBL Hangover were on tour this week. We went down and joined a host of Irish brethren in the merry old land of Oz. And by Oz, I of course mean County Cork. Skipped and laughed our way down the yellow brick road, so we did, and I must say the crack was mighty. It was a little too mighty. I must confess that this is a sober episode, one of very few, if any, I've done. But it's a can of coke for me tonight, boys and girls. And here to help carry my broken body through the rest of this episode, he doesn't have a little dog, but he does have a heart, an FBL brain, plenty of courage, also has a certain thing for wearing little red heels, my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? You really went for the uh, the Oz uh, metaphor. Yeah, yeah. I just... <laughs> and funnily enough, I've already been called the Tin Man earlier on today. Why? Like, completely separately. Um, I was told that, uh, well, I emerged from this game week battered and bruised both, uh, not metaphorically, literally. Yeah, literally. And, metaphorically, uh, you're fine. Yeah, metaphorically, <laughs> I'm, in good, I'm in a good position. Spiritually. But uh, yeah, uh, battered and bruised from my, my Saturday. It was good crack, uh, but almost got uh, assaulted at the end of the night. No, you did get assaulted. I suppose, I, well, I got pushed on the ground and yeah. I was going, there was, there was almost a fight so I'll have to give a shout out to uh, the Renegades podcast at FPL Renegades they, those guys actually probably saved my bacon yeah um, I heard because uh, there yeah. was a guy towering over me wanting to poke that off me and I was in no real fit state to, to fight back also he was about 6 foot 3 <laughs> so yeah I reckon he, he could have taken me in that state but uh, yeah apparently um, got away with just a, a scraped elbow uh, a cut in my elbow and uh, yeah I was told I Walked off home, not bleeding, but uh, oozing blood. And uh, like the Tin Man, I don't know what that means, but yeah. The, I thought that was maybe where you got the Wizard of Oz reference. No, I just started talking and the words came out of my mouth. But uh, yeah, I already didn't even want to mention this on the, on the pod. And yeah, you already went straight talk, into We're already it. talking about it. So <laughs> you straight into yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I was like, like oh, damn it. I was going to just kind of ignore this. But uh, no, it was a great night on the Saturday. You met a holy show of us. An absolute yeah, holy I show. I, I have a, an FPL handle to live up to, you know. Mm. I have a moniker now and uh, I definitely was FPL drunk on Saturday yeah well I'm telling you I'm fucking FPL hangover right now because I haven't been this bad in a long while I'm shaking yeah but like, you'd work today so you yeah. kind of uh, had to get up and go through it like I was you like we, we discussed last week possibly doing a Sunday podcast Sunday evening podcast briefly I think we realized we'd be in no fit shape but my god I could barely string two words together yesterday yeah. and uh, it took a an early night and a good lie in today now I'm at my fighting best. Yeah, you seem fucking pretty chipper, I'll give you that. And let me ask you this, how was your FPL week? Uh, yeah, so that's one of the reasons why I'm a bit chipper. Uh, 54 points. Uh, I'll just go through my team real quick. Uh, Pope and goes with one point after back-to-back nine, so he returned to the norm again. Um, although I was expecting more from this week. Uh, Trent got me 10 points. Sionchu 2, Lundstrom 2, Mane with 2, which was disappointing. Tielemans 2, Mount 2. Then it picks up. Sterling got me seven, so holding him has uh, at least got me some points. Vardy captain, 12. Ings, nine. Jimenez, five. So, yeah, worked out pretty well. Game week average was 51. Three points above that. Um, the four top, green arrows now, man. Four green arrows, yeah. Five in the last six as well. So, uh, game week rank of 2.8 million, kind of middle of the road. Um, I took points, 759. I moved up 50k to 731k. Yeah. Yeah, could have been better. I mean... Yeah, how was yours? Yeah, no, not, I mean, I'm sick of saying it. It's, very, it's always very similar to yours. The last month seems to be a recurring theme that, uh, you know, we're within, uh, what, five points of each other most week. Mm. And our teams are relatively different now from, you know, how they were at the start of the season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I got 54 points this week. Um, that saw me get a small green arrow. I jumped up to 406k. So I went up from like about 50k, a little less than 50k spaces. I'm just happy to see the greens. You know, that's the way I am at this stage. Uh, the uh, score, as you said, was what, three points above the average. 
yeah, I mean, it's it's more of an indictment of where we are that we're getting green arrows for being three points above the average. Yeah. We should be up higher, but uh, yeah, it's as I said, it's all our, green, so it's all gravy. Our defence is identical, but like our team has uh, differentiated up a good bit in the last yeah. few weeks. Where did you get your points from? Yeah, well, there we go. One of the big points uh, hauls I got this week was from, you know, Piero Emmerich Aubameyang. I was going to say Captain Aubameyang there. Nope, that was last week, and he fucking did me in. So this week... Uh, I kind of, you know, I had to stick uh, stick out with him away to Norwich. It was, it, it had plenty of promise, but with the form Arsenal had been in, it would have been no surprise if Aubameyang had, uh, you know, did nothing. And I got quite lucky. He missed a penalty and got to retake it. I didn't see the match, so I don't know why he got to retake it, but you were watching it, were you? Yeah, encroachment in the box. Um, I believe it was, was it Aaron's or whoever it was that came into the box. Now, there was a bit of encroachment. Uh, it was the same as the Madison one. Yeah. Except last week, Madison put the ball in the net, so they had to retake it because they had gained an advantage. And this one, keeper saved it, and the guy who was encroaching, I think it was Aaron's, uh, was first to react and clear the ball away. All right, so. so, But he had warned them, and he was watching them not to encroach. It was very tough. I mean, he encroached in the sense that his upper body was leaning into the box. He hadn't yeah. stepped into the box yet, but he was a good bit in there, but... Well, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, like, if that's encroachment, there's encroachment on every single penalty in the, in that instance. I mean, you've just got VAR now implementing kind of a silly rule. I I'm think. not going to complain. I'm not going to complain. I got a stroke of luck this week. It's not too often that your striker misses a penalty and gets to retake it and scores. So, yeah, that was a big differential between me and you. That's uh, 13 points returned from Abami, and he picked up the three bonus points as well. So I was pretty happy with that. But, I mean, going on to your team quickly, you had a little differential striker of your own this week. Yeah, and that was my high point this week, um, which was uh, I got rid of Tammy Abrahams and I brought in Danny Ings. And did you actually keep Abrahams or is he on your bench? I kept, him. I kept him. We'll get on to the Abrahams after yeah. after you brag about Ings there for a while. Yeah, so look, part of the reason I brought in uh, Ings is Abrahams got injured in the Champions League game on Wednesday, uh, unknowns to us when we recorded this last week. But I just thought about it. I, I let him go down point one. At, uh, no, I didn't actually let him go down point no, one. You got rid of him, I, I got seven point eight for him. He subsequently dropped to seven point nine. So um, yeah, I mean, if I, the whole plan is I might get him back in. But I just felt if he's going to play on Saturday, if he's not going to play on Saturday, let's get to Ings. <laughs> I want to hear about Ings. Okay, I've got all this shit I want to say about Abrams uh, later on. Okay, well, what I did is anyway, I got him out. I got Ings in hmm. mainly because I knew we were going to be watching uh, FPL. Uh, in Cork down in the, the Woolshed so props to Woolshed and for everyone who came guys you're all sound bunch of lads we really enjoyed our time just wish I could remember more bits at the end of the night because yeah. it's an early an early start we were basically on the beer from about half twelve so by about nine also like it's football you're meeting a bunch of people you never spoke to before so there's like the conversations are just you know fucking non-stop so it was all over a little bit too quickly but yeah. uh, I definitely would recommend that pub to people that was good that was amazing yeah. watching like the Liverpool game in the centre with Chelsea on the other screen and Spurs on the, the screen to the left yeah that was excellent I'd love what it ever yeah and good food in there too but yeah, yeah we I knew we'd be watching the Southampton game which was the evening kickoff, which kind of won that no one really had too much interest in. It was going to be Watford, uh, Southampton-Watford. And Danny Ings was... Uh, I needed a striker, and Danny Ings is like the pretty much the talisman for uh, Southampton. And I thought they had a good chance of winning, and I was going to bring him in. And look, he got the equalizing goal, and thankfully for me, got the three bonus as a result as well. So, yeah, that was um, that was amazing yeah, to get that. Were... And I did kind of get quite exuberant you my did. celebrations it was nice I think uh, it was I, I was you nearly talked me into getting Ings on the train down like you yeah, were that excited about it and I was like I want someone in that match and uh, yeah you nearly talked me into it but I wanted to stay the course a little bit and uh, no you got your returns and I mean Ings is set for some nice fixtures he's got Norwich up next at home that's a tasty fixture Newcastle away West Ham at home Aston Villa away do you plan on keeping him for all that? yeah well the plan was look if I get him in if I find out like uh, Tammy Abraham is back midweek, I could get him. But I always felt like if he's going to miss that Saturday game, surely he's only going to be fitting up for the bench on Wednesday. He'll have reduced minutes, certainly. So I thought it's a good chance he's going to miss two games, maybe even three. So if I find out Tammy, if he doesn't play and he's kind of iffy for game week 16, I think I'll just uh, hold on to um, Danny Ings. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I can always just move back. I've it's just I've lost point one in the, in the difference. And if Ings does anything this week or next week, he'll probably go up. So it'll probably cover it. Yeah, it'll definitely cover it. And I think, you know, with his fixtures, especially if he scores, which I, I do expect him to do this week against Norwich with the form he's been on, the only thing I'd be worried about is will his minutes be managed? 
Do you know, I get that's like, a concern. I mean, the other person I could have gone for, I was just short of getting Rashford in last week. Yeah. Um, short cash, you mean? Uh, short of cash, yeah. I was just missing that, like 0.2 million in cash to go from Abraham to Rashford. Wendings was a success. I'm going to ride that train a small bit longer. But I was looking at Mousset, who also got nine points. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's also a great shout. Um, so, like, I saw guys got, getting them in. I think Glenn in our uh, in our mini league got him in. Um, and to the detriment of it, I think he benched Williams, Willems for Newcastle in the end. So, What's sorry about fault? that, Glenn. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. talked him into uh, not playing him. So, yeah. But Oops. he did get Mousset in and he did return, as you said, nine-pointer. And that kind of... I suppose brings us back around to Abraham. I probably shouldn't have just cut you off a while ago. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you, you feel like it feels like you've something to say. On I the do, man. and see the thing is, well, the, he's the one wrecking my head because I didn't make that jump in the last, uh, the last game week. Now it's I gotta wait till tomorrow to find out if I want to find out anything. No, the news was meant to be today. Energy, but the news <laughs> is, it we're not certain. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we react. So they, there's still no news as of like Monday evening. Is there press conferences tomorrow? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, mm. You're asking the wrong man now. He did speak to the media today, so I think he had a pre- I think they had a press conference today, so I'm not sure you will hear anything tomorrow. Well, the handy thing is that I bought him at 7.4, and he's 7.9 now, so even if he drops to 7... I've already taken a hit. That's the, the point at the point oh, one hit yeah. when he dropped last time, so I can afford another point one. And he does look set tonight to drop. He's had more than 360,000 transfers out this week so far, yeah. since game week uh, 14 ended. So... I'm going to have to think long and hard about it. But as you said, Mousset is providing, you know, a 5.1 million striker option out there right now in a team that, as I mentioned on, you know, previous episodes, look like one of the, you know, m- you know, most well-organized teams in the league. Yeah, and with amazing fixtures. And with amazing up. fixtures. So he's offering that option. There is the Danny Ings, Danny Dingling Ings himself uh, kind of posing questions. So, you know, in my head... Yeah, I'm gonna have to let Abraham wreck my fucking brain until about half six this tomorrow. Is, this is what I want to uh, wanted to avoid at the weekend. I was like, chances are when these injuries come on, there's no clear. Now sometimes it's very nice and clear to go. Oh, he's back. He'll be in contention this week. But sometimes there's no clear news, and this is where we're at. There's such a short turnaround time. I was like, if he is given the all clear, will he have enough time to train and be ready for a midweek game? What surprised me most of all is that Frank Lampard started Giroud and not Batshuayi. That was a big one. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he didn't even come off the bench, Batshuayi. So I don't know if he's got an injury. I didn't hear anything about an injury for him. But yeah, is Abram still red flagged or is he orange he's flagged? He's orange flagged now. He's got a 25% uh, chance of playing according to the official site. But you know how trustworthy that is. Uh, yeah, so I mean, that, that I benched Abram this week, obviously. As I said, I was going to wait a bit and see. Because I mean, to be honest with you, their fixture against Villa is just so tasty. That like, you know, you... you you, I really was just going, hopefully, you know, it's just a bit of a knock. Needed a weekend off and it'd be fit, but maybe it's a bit more serious than that. I'm not too sure, Seamus. Uh, I guess I'm going to, as I said, just have to mull that one over for a bit yeah. longer. But, like, benching Abraham this week meant I played Tamori. And, uh, you know, sticking on the team with Chelsea, that was probably one of the biggest shocks this week. I know Man City drama at Newcastle was up there, but I was, I was far more surprised to see Chelsea dropping points uh, to West Ham. And yeah. thus losing my clean sheet. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I thought that was a home banker for sure. Uh, that all came down to the fact that Pellegrini replaced the goalkeeper. Yeah. So Roberto was dropped and Martin, new guy and Martin. I'm just looking at my notes here. I have uh, for that game. Um, yeah, Mount was back in the team. So that was one thing that meant to be mentioned. Uh, Pedro also started ahead of William. So there was rotation there. I said some of it enforced. And uh, he went with uh, Reese James at right back as well. So, uh, clean sheet for Martin on his debut. Uh, Cresswell, third goal of the season for him. That's three goals from left back in, you know, 14 games. That's a really good return for someone there. And he didn't start all those 14 games. Yeah, but, and like, according to the XG, Chelsea, like, should have been, you know, won this by a few. Like, Martin made some good saves. But Antonio could have had, like, had a great game. He could have had a couple of goals. Well, uh, I was big... very impressed with him. He actually scored what had it ruled out for a handball. Yeah, he's a big difference uh, in that West Ham side. I mean, he's just full of energy. And in comparison to Haller... Who just, you know, yeah. pretty much doesn't... <laughs> yeah, I mean, Halliday was rightly dropped. And uh, Antonio had, as I said, two really good chances, um, as well as the goal that was disallowed. Kepa made two great saves. But he came off uh, in the 75th minute, and he's um, flagged at the moment with a muscular injury. So not sure uh, if that's... Um, I'm not sure if that's how long he's going to be out for. 
but he might miss the midweek game. But he, they look much better. They had a lot more fight in them. And of course, you know, to continue the team with the last four green arrows I've had, it's the fourth consecutive week benching a clean sheet. Yeah, I'm surprised that didn't make your low point of the week. No, that's not my low point. Have I mentioned my low point of the week? Did you mention your high point? I know you My high point was of... Danny Ings. Oh, yes. What was your low point? Uh, my low point of the week was Ian Acho scoring that late winner to cost Vardy all three bonus points. And, uh, you know, I would have had a score of 60 with that, but he completely fell out of the bonus points after that. And in fairness, Ian Acho was a big, was a difference uh, for Leicester in the end and was a deserved man in the match. But I, th- I thought, you know, I might sneak some points there. And Vardy missing a clear header from what would have been a T. Elements assist he just put over the bar. There's a few small moments like that, but definitely in actual late goal, I remember kind of going, God damn it, I would have had a much bigger green arrow considering, yeah. you know, you didn't captain him. You actually, yeah. Yeah, who did you captain? I captained Mane. So oh, of I had course. Captain Blank this week. We actually swapped it. We had that last pod, you were talking about Captain Vardy and I was talking about Captain Mane and we ended up switching. Yeah, we did. And uh, yeah, I think it was a bit, I mean, it was a tough choice. You know, Vardy's on such a run of form. Uh, but I just couldn't overlook Liverpool at home to Brighton. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I I was Mane all the way there, and Mane probably should have got some attacking returns. Looking at that Liverpool match, you know, there was a couple of good chances there, uh, a couple of good saves from Ryan, who was you know at his usual energetic self. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was a bit disappointing to get a blank. But you know, I mentioned my high point at Bamiang. He you know he was uh, he kind of picked up from my. Uh, miss in the captaincy range and you know the differential between you getting your Vardy doubled and you know I got the two Aubameyang goals. yeah you're that has to be your high point I mean that kind of rescued your bad captains uh, not bad captaincy choice because I was very close going many as well yeah, failed captaincy choice, yeah though. failed captain choice I mean that helped recover because I had none of those points and you know you did also didn't have Ings who had performed obviously the day before yeah. and Jimenez as well well, actually, Jimenez, but at least Jimenez, still tipping away from me. Five yes. points, got an assist. You'll take that. You'll take, take that. Day. And looking at Jimenez, like, going forward, I mean, their next fixture at home to West Ham, I know you kind of spoke uh, about West Ham's virtues against Chelsea, but I don't see, you know, I'm not convinced right now by West Ham, and we know from the last two seasons alone how, you know, flip-floppy West Ham can be. And I fully expect Wolves to take the three points uh, at home to West Ham in the next game week. Yeah, and the other thing about Wolves, especially Jimenez, is that they have a nice game in game week 18. They're away to Norwich. Yeah, it might be at home. Everyone likes to get a nice home banker in. But he's a potential captain option for me in game week 18 when Chelsea are playing Spurs and Man City are playing Leicester and Liverpool don't have a game. So you're going to be looking at, who am I going to captain? He's also someone I'm considering, you know, swapping Abraham to. Yeah. You know, an easy switch there. They're in and around the same price. And uh, as you said, that game week 18 is one of the reasons why West Ham, as well as they played at the weekend, are a no-go for me. Their uh, fixtures aren't great, a lot of away matches, and they've got a blanket game week 18, and that is creeping up now. And, yeah, you know, before you know it, like by next Monday, game week 16 is going to be gone, and yeah. it'll be, you know, just two short game weeks away. Yeah, it's definitely in my mind, because Fredericks, as I said, who was on my bench with six points, and who's done me no good since I got him in, He's got a blank that week in a, a week where I'm not going to have Mane and I'm not going to have uh, Trent. Trent. Yeah. So I don't like want to have a third pair not playing. Um, that means I have to start in Donker. So I got to move him out. That's one of the reasons I got in Guibert for yeah. uh, Aston Villa last week and benched his points. But uh, they have a nice game in game with 18 at home to Southampton. So I'll be happy to play him. He got his fifth booking of the season. Uh, so he's going to miss the next game week. So that's one less thing to hang over his head because if he got booked, for example, in game week 17... That would be a pain in the ass if I was like, yeah, if he missed <laughs> yeah, it after all yeah. that. So, no, you got, yeah, I suppose you're happy. And it's not like you would have been, you know, too keen to play him away to Chelsea, I'd imagine, yeah. anyway, especially with Villa's so, travel sickness. Who was, what was your low point? Was it your captain fail or was it something else? No, my low point, uh, I mean, again, I'll be honest with you, I had such good crack down in Cork that I struggled to find a low point this week. Probably the hangover, was it? The hangover is fucking up there. That is definitely, it's running at a, It's running it close. If I was to be serious for a moment, as Lance Storm would say, uh, I would go with Cantwell sitting as my first sub with eight points. Oh, yeah. That's two weeks now in a row he's been on my bench uh, with 18 points in the last two weeks. And not only have I had to see him sit on my bench with attacking returns, I've also had to endure a point three price drop on the cunt. So he is forever known as Cantwell. But I still kind of, I'm happy to, <laughs> like, I don't have any plans to get rid of him. I had this discussion. I like being able to say Cuntwell. That's, yeah, that's, that's that, pleasant. That works out perfectly. Yeah. Um, well, I had him um, for whatever, five, I got him on him at 4.5 near the start of the season. 
he did really well when he was in my team he just never played yeah. so I actually got none of his points apart from like twos a couple of twos and maybe a three here and there so uh, that's disappointing but for 4.7 or whatever he's at now is he 4.6 4.6 yeah. you know that's uh, that's great especially if you got him at 4.5 um, the only other thing I would say we had this discussion earlier on today on Twitter and people were kind of saying should we go for him or should we go for John Fleck for uh, Sheffield United yeah I'm kind of a fan of he, if that's your fifth midfielder if you've got good team value, then yeah, I think I'd rather have Cantwell. But I'd rather have that. I've done Donker 4.4 and just have that extra 0.2 in the bank or point whatever you actually make on it. And uh, yeah, never play him. Like, I never feel the urge to play Dan Donker. And I know someday he's going to score and he's going to be sitting on my bench. And yeah, I don't really care because I'm like, I'm never going to want to play him. Yeah. Like, except for maybe in game week 18. I mean, this goes back to, you know, all of the stuff we mentioned in preseason when you're talking about, you know, the re- realities of... Why would you invest too much in your fifth midfielder if you're not going to be playing them week in, week out? Yeah, I'm, I'm benching a clean sheet every week. Can you imagine how many <laughs> points I'd be benching if I had like eight quality attacking players and I had to choose one to bench each week? I would definitely get that wrong. You definitely know which one to not pick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I suppose Cantwell would have been my low point this week. But as I said, the crack was so mighty, I didn't really fucking... I struggled to pick it. You That's know? nice. You don't have a low point because it was so good. I nearly didn't. That's the thing. But... Well, mine was... My low point, what did I say it was? Uh, I don't know. Ings was your high point. Oh, it was Ian Hatcher taking the points off yesterday. And yeah, that's fair. That point. wasn't even that low a point. It was mostly that was a low point because I was hungover and I was already counting my uh, my bonus points before they hatched. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I just completely like died when I got home. So I missed the United match. I missed everything. And I just woke up and I looked at it and I saw Bamiang's returns. Vardy with only six. I was like, I'll take that. Yeah, I missed the United match because the Sky were showing the uh, Leicester game. And uh, yeah, Leicester, I mean, Everton looked pretty good for a lot of large spells in that game. And uh, it was annoying to lose their clean sheet. Um, I thought that guy, uh, who's right back, Sidibe, yeah. for Everton, looked really good. Like, he was probably the best player on the pitch for mo- for a lot of that game. Keeping um, Jamie Coleman out of the squad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he looked really good. And Richardson scored a, a lovely header and clean sheet bust. But sure, look, Leicester have had four in a row before that so what can you say and they've still got nice fixtures so you're not getting off Leicester's fixtures man they still amaze me like you know you're expecting when you have such a nice run of kind of form from like a striker and then you just kind of just check see what are the next couple of fixtures there because I'm sure there's a tough one you look at Jamie Vardy and there's Watford away to Villa and home to Norwich Mm. It's like, oh, what more do you want from you know the 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 informed striker in the league right now? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's amazing. The one thing I'm almost thinking of doing is I've had T. Elements yeah. in my team. Um, he's only had one goal contribution in Leicester's last eight goals over the last four games. So like, he's not really involved a lot. He's been unlucky uh, to a large extent. I actually looked at it. His stats are very comparable to. Zaha, who everyone seems to be getting the horn for yeah. at the moment, because I was looking at maybe I go Tielemans or Mount to Zaha as my move this week. Zaha obviously has um, two goals in his last two games. But um, yeah, no, I've gone to, uh, I, I think I'm going to keep him. You think you're going to keep Tielemans? I mean, you're right in the sense that his returns have dried up. I think the saving grace, and I have Harvey Barnes in my team as well. Now, I know he's cheaper than Tielemans, but same issue, not returning the last three, four game weeks. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of saved by the fact that as I said, Barnes isn't returning. Madison isn't really returning. Yeah. Do you know, I know Madison's been unlucky with the, with the, as you said, the penalty retake and, yeah. and whatnot. But it's not like you're going, fuck, I'm on the wrong uh, Leicester midfielder. Yeah. Perez is after banging in a hat-trick if I'd just gone Perez. Or Madison's, you know, of course it was Madison. Yeah. It's not really like that. And they're scoring goals. They've got like over an average of, an average of over two goals a game for the last four. So they're getting goals. The one thing I was thinking, if I got rid of, you know, Thielemann's, out this week I'm kind of thinking uh, Tielemans to Talisman kind of theory so mm-hmm. I could get Tielemans out see what you did and there. get Zaha in yeah DJ was very smart wasn't it mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah I would that would free up a Leicester spot because I wouldn't mind going double defence in Leicester yeah, in Leicester yeah getting in uh, like Pereira got an assist and looked very good looked really good this week and he's looked really good in other weeks but Chilwell is the guy in left back is who's, you know really interesting me well let me ask you then who would you sacrifice in your defensive line right now well, it'd be Fredericks. It'd be my. Um, oh, I get yeah, you. So, yeah, no. So, but then it means I'm probably playing five at the back a, a lot more than I kind of want to, and it does block me from doing Abraham's. So I don't think I'm going to do it. The stats show that you know Tielemans is much better pick over the last four to keep than um, Mount, and I checked it on a points per game average as opposed to uh, uh, as opposed to. Well, I should have probably checked it on a 90-minute average, I suppose. But, um, yeah, he just seems to be a much better uh, pick 
Tielemans are a lot of Mount's shots are outside the box. A lot of Tielemans are he's not shooting that much, but he's creating chances. As I said, he set that one up for Vardy. And had Vardy put that away, that would have been a double attacking return for me this week. So I just think he's more unlucky. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly where, what you're saying there. Uh, he is. Uh, yeah, I, I can see the kind of comparisons between himself and KDB. Well, I guess that's kind of you know that's the gist of how our game week fourteen went. Uh, let's crack into this a bit deeper, Seamus. Do you know what time it is? It's drunk tank time. Yeah, we've uh, we put out the call again. We were kind of getting better at this, putting the call out a bit earlier and actually getting uh, getting those questions in. So we we're getting too many questions almost, but we're going to go through them all because we no, love... There's no such thing as too many questions. No, there's not, there's not really. Because uh, they kind of frame the game week. I mean, it shows you what people are thinking about. So we'll go through them... Um, Look, first thing is from uh, at FPL Beer Lover, that's Liam, and he's asking, can we expect a high-scoring couple of game weeks over the coming weeks? So I think he means uh, game week 15 and 16 because they're in such quick succession. What do you think? Are we expecting a high game week average, low game week average? When you see these games coming thick and fast, do you think a lot of rotation, so low points because we're going to be inevitably captaining somebody who's going to be unexpectedly benched, like Salah or something like that? I mean, like, look, obviously we're not fucking fortune tellers, so... You know, there's no way to know when exactly it's going to be a high-scoring game week. But I know what he's getting at in terms of, like, the fixtures. They look kind of tasty. So I do expect some high attacking returns from a lot of my players. Uh, And it's not just, oh, you know, I think I have a great team. I'm looking at Leicester's run, as we already mentioned. Liverpool have a a nice couple of fixtures coming up away to Bournemouth after their Merseyside Derby and a home to Watford, who... Looks like, or who have sacked uh, their manager, and I know there's strong rumors there that Hewton is uh, is set to be set to be put in there. But like that's still going to be a tasty fixture for Liverpool. Uh, so I mean, I am expecting a lot of returns in the next couple of weeks. You know, I still like we still have our city assets. I'm not too invested in teams uh, at the moment with a poor run of fixtures. Do you know, maybe that is yeah. what I'm saying. Uh, I don't know. I think it's a good question. But... A lot of the players I have would say, going back to game week 14, they would have had three home games in four. So, like, Leicester had a home game against uh, Everton this week. Then they're playing Watford at home. They're away in game week 16, and then they're at home to Norwich. And uh, same with Liverpool. Liverpool had home, home, away, home. Yeah. Um, things like that. So, you'd feel very confident. Southampton, home, home, away, home in those four. Um, so yeah, I think I think the Liverpool game will be tough. I'm gonna lean away from um, Mane. Uh, I think I'm gonna keep him, but I'm not gonna captain him. I don't think this week purely Maybe because Everton, yeah, it's a Merseyside derby, and it's a midweek game. There's not a whole lot of time to prepare for it, so they're going straight from the last game into this one. Everton looked up for it. They had a game plan against um, Leicester, and they frustrated them for large spells. It was only kind of. Leicester's patience laid on and then a few tactical changes yeah. by Brendan Rodgers that really got him back into it uh, and that small bit of quality so I can see Liverpool struggling I can see like 2-1 Liverpool but I could easily see this being 1-0 or 0-all I, yeah. I, I don't see a lot in that I, I disagree with you I mean I, I know what you're saying but I think I'd be I would fancy Liverpool at home to Everton more than I'd fancy Man City away to Burnley right now so I mean, I'd be yeah, I'd I don't be fancy ha- that either. Yeah, I'd be happier with like Man A captain over a Sterling or a KDB captain. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I think if it wasn't for Vardy having such a strong fixture this week uh, at home to Watford, I wouldn't really be worried about sticking an arm in a Man A. But I know what you're saying in terms of, you know, uh, you a think- Merseyside derby, uh, Man A. Are you thinking along the same lines as me, or are you thinking Vardy? So is that oh, yeah, your captain Vardy. choice? I mean, I think Ajit uh, mentioned last week yeah. uh, Vardy perma captain, and it might have felt like we shouting a little bit, but like not at all. I mean, the form he's in and the fixtures he's got coming up, I could be happy. I'd happily, happily, <laughs> happily captain Vardy for the next three game weeks. You know? Yeah, I'd be captain him game week. I'm going to be captain him this week. I'm almost ninety percent certain. I'll be. Pretty, pretty certainly captain him in game week 17 unless he's injured again I think I might go for uh, Manny away to Bournemouth in game week 16 though just Bournemouth are quite leaky and I've been impressed with Aston Villa when they've been at home and they even away this week at Old Trafford they put it up United yeah. um, you know Grealish looked excellent you well know, 
I don't think that's much of a fucking uh, challenge at the moment, uh, beating United or you know, I know they're drawing with United, but I'm still not convinced of a Willis, uh, Villa's away form. Fucking can't even speak, Seamus. It's hangover, over, man. But uh, but like getting back to uh, Liam's question, like I suppose you know we're blabbing on about all the points we were expecting to get from Manny and Verdi over the next couple of weeks. So I'd say yes, I do think it's going to be a high scoring. Yeah, couple of games. I think it's going to be. I don't think there's going to be too many disappointing ones. Um, I think it'll be be high enough average you know I can see I can see the average being um, in the 50s again the average was 51 I can see the overall average being uh, 50 to 60 points yeah. yeah I think it's going to be good I don't think it's going to be disappointing which is what I think you're really asking it's all about positive vibes yeah and uh, we're sending them to you FPL beer lover yeah next question is uh, Dahi FPL that's at dsex underscore 11 and he asks do you think REA is sufficient Spurs coverage for those currently ignoring Son or Ali in favour of Sterling so like he's obviously got Sterling and he's ignoring Son and Ali. He's wondering, hey, can I get away with it just putting in uh, Aurier? It's a tough question. That's basically bringing us on to a team that we've kind of shied away from so far in this episode, and that's Spurs under the Mourinho. I, uh, I have it in my notes as like uh, we gotta we gotta get onto Spurs. We gotta. There was no way we were ever going to talk about Spurs. I mean, oh yeah, that's like, what I wrote. I said, let's talk about Spurs, baby. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got that mount problem to paraphrase FPL General. I do think it's time to dismount. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm looking strongly at Ali. I think he's got a FPL record, you know, that he could, you know, that we've seen him providing consistent attacking returns in the past. This mm-hmm. isn't something I'm just punting on. Uh, he looks like he's returning to form under, under the new manager. Uh, and yeah, I... I think it's tough to ignore Spurs' assets. I'm not sure if uh, Aria is going to be the one to cover him. But what I will say in regards to Aria is Mourinho has come out and made some very enlightening comments regarding how he sees Aria's strengths, strengths being his offensive uh, capabilities. Yeah. And is more than happy to play to those strengths. So what you're seeing is uh, a Davies or a left-back dropping deeper and covering those gaps to let Aurier be the one Yeah, the attacks support. are kind of going down the right a bit more. They are. So I do think Aurier is a good shout. Whether he'll co- cover Ali or, or uh, Son, I'm not sure, Seamus. What do you think? I don't think as coverage it's a, it's enough. I mean, I think 4.9 is a good pick if you want to kind of go for him and, and make that your third or fourth uh, defender. Yeah. Especially if you're considering you might want to play 4-4-2 in some weeks. I think that's a, I think it's a pretty good pick. Defensively, they ain't looked all that good. So they've conceded four goals in the last two Premier League games since Jose Mourinho has come in. Um, especially late on in games so when they maybe are tiring. It so, seems like Mourinho's very much kind of kind of doing a classic Mourinho and going, everyone expects me to be defensive and scrape 1-0 wins. No, I'm going to, you know... Well, let I think they're the playing lines. to their strengths and I think they're just starting really well. Mm. I mean, a lot of what they did this week was very long, direct ball stuff, you know... Um, their first uh, was it their first two goals or maybe their yeah two of their goals certainly were started off from the centre back from Alderweireld yeah. going long up to Son taking a touch Ali tapping it in the next goal that Ali got as well was another long ball where he took it down excellent and that was kind of like what he used to do back in the day match of the day actually showed an analysis of the goals he's gotten in previous seasons and it was that direct long ball where he's running off the shoulder beyond Kane. Uh, takes the ball first touch second touch in the net so yeah is this a return to what he was doing. That'd be brilliant if it was because he's got that pedigree where you know he can get 16 goals and 10, 12 assists in a season. So what worries me, Seamus, about Ali and Son and any Spurs assets out there is their fixtures. I'm looking, as I said to me, I can go from Mount to an Ali quite easily. And I'm looking at uh, their fixtures and away to Man United. Now, I know we just mentioned how poor United have been. And I do see Spurs picking up the win uh, at Old Trafford. I do. But... To do it, they're going to have to play pretty much the opposite of how they've played since Mourinho's came in. And that's, uh, instead of this kind of, you know, attacking and uh, pumping the ball along, they're going to have to let United come at them and kind of stifle them a little bit. And uh, because that's really all it takes these days to beat United is to basically not let them counterattack. Yeah, give them the ball. You know, all United want to do is counterattack. So, yeah, give them the ball. Probably go long. Try that. I can see them just trying that long ball to Ali all day mm. and either it will come off or United will get the ball back and then United come at them and then they hit him on the, with pace on the counter with Son and uh, you know being and Kane is obviously he's still kind of dropping deep Son and Ali are the two you want I can't 11 million for Kane I don't know I mean, but do I, you worry about the fixtures like away to Man United at home to Burnley away to Wolves at home to Chelsea is that enough for you to kind of commit to we'll say whatever about an Ali his price is a bit more eye catching you know a small bit I mean but my 
Son and nine point eight. Yeah, nine point eight. I mean, he's Son has got thirty one points in his last three game weeks. He's been. I talked about Tielman's involvement in Leicester's goals. Son has been involved in seven of Tottenham's last nine goals. Um, you know, he's got two goals, three assists, and six bonus points in those. Uh, last week, he's created four chances. He got two assists. Two, three were big chances. He had two shots done on target, but he does have a kind of a good uh, shot conversion rate. He seems to kind of kind of have a higher, like most good players, a higher uh, goal output than his expected goals. Yeah, He's the guy to be going to, and he's still actually, it feels like everyone has him because everyone on Twitter seems to have him. But he's still only 14.7% owned, so that's a massive differential. We didn't speak about Spurs in the last two podcasts when Mourinho came in, like barely mentioned them. We're because still waiting to see what the reaction would That's be. what we're doing. And yeah. now what have we seen in those couple of game weeks? We've seen Son get two assists. Like He's got double-digit returns in the last two games. And yeah, I mean, like if they can do it, I mean, I don't trust this United defence. And it just seems like Jose is the perfect person to know how to beat United. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of worry about this game midweek and maybe it'll be tighter than I think, but if I'm getting anyone, I'm getting Son. Ali definitely interests me more than he had two weeks ago or last week. I remember kind of thinking, I don't know, a lot of talk about him, but he was playing very advanced. He seems to have instructions to, to get to basically almost play as a forward. He's only 3.7% owned and he's much more affordable. Well, to be honest with you, uh, you kind of, it's an astute observation in regards to that uh, long ball that Spurs have been playing uh, up to Ali. So you've kind of swung me more towards getting them in now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in terms of, you're right, if they are going to peach, I can see them putting that ball in because Lindelof doesn't look like he could head his way out of a fucking paper bag. Yeah. And I could easily see Ali getting in front of Nack and and. Think of all the goals, goals he used yeah. to get back in. Like Ericsson would whip the ball in, and he'd be the furthest forward yeah. after peeling off the back of his man head or back post, or you know, kind of volley, you know, scrappy finish. But getting back to your question, Dahi, uh, I don't think Aurier can cover. He can't cover either. He can't cover players. him, but he's definitely a decent addition. Yeah, you know, that's what I would say. I would yeah. say I'd be more interested in trying to fit in one of those attacking players into my team, and I'm really thinking, you know, Sterling out for for Son yeah. personally, but. I don't know. So if I did it two weeks, if I did it two weeks ago, it would have been the right move. And now I'm like, have I just missed it too late? Do I just stick with Sterling? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. We're, we feel your pain. Is my point. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Didi. That's at Lefe seventy eight A. All right, lads, what's crack? I don't have Vardy. He's still not on the Vardy party. Yeah. So he doesn't have Vardy, but he has Ings, Pierre Emerick, and Bamiang, and Jimenez, and they're doing really well for him. Yeah. He said, everyone in capital letters, so that means absolutely everyone. Yeah. Uh, in his mini league has Vardy should I just suck it up or ditch Arsenal or ditch the Arsenal one for Vardy That's saying if you keep this up I'm going to be left behind yeah I mean the way I'd look at it is like yeah you've kind of already fucking taken the brunt of the Jamie Vardy party if you ask me in the sense of <laughs> I don't know well we said those fixtures yeah home games against, uh, against Watford and Norwich in the next three yeah but I'm also like he's mentioned the three strikers he has and if I'm looking at Aubameyang who I imagine would be the one to swap for Vardy when you consider as you mentioned Wolves having a nice away match in game week 18 I think that's a massive selling point for him and his yeah. and uh and uh, who was the other striker? Uh, Jimenez. And, and Ings. Ings, yeah. And I mean, Ings is, is, is probably a He's bit tougher. He's not the same bracket. You're not going to be able to go from Ings to Vardy. Yeah, and if you are going from Ings to Vardy, then yeah, that is a step up. But that depends on what you're sacrificing. But my point was with Aubameyang, it's like Aubameyang's got a home match against Brighton. Vardy's got a home match against Watford. I Even though like if I had to bet, I think Vardy is going to come out with more points. I still don't know if I'd use a transfer to get him in on it. When I think Aubameyang could easily match him. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, I wanted to put the question to you because you have Aubameyang. Yeah. And I know before this week he had been a source of frustration. The points weren't really coming. I got five points the week before, but still not a whole lot, especially for his price. Obviously, he's more in your favor now, having yeah. got you thirteen he's- points. So you would think um, if somebody didn't have Vardy, they should still stick with Aubameyang. Because I mean, I think obviously if you can get from Jimenez up to Vardy, I think that's the better move, probably. But I would say. If I was in your position, I think I probably would go Aubameyang to Verdi. Well, but I don't like having that much money invested in my forward line. See, my thing with him and his Verdi right now is I'm still looking at that game week 18. And that week, Verdi has Man City. So, and him yeah, and his Norwich. Like, but in, going, I mean, him and his has West Ham at home this week. That's a lovely fixture as well. Yeah, that's you true. You know, and they have Brighton next week. So, I mean, it's not like him and his doesn't have the exact same form and fixtures that Vardy and I know the form is, isn't as, as potent as Vardy's is and I don't think Wolves are as strong a team as Leicester is 
So maybe I'm answering my own fucking question there. <laughs> maybe you should just go from Jimenez to Vardy. But I would be just sticking out with Aubameyang for one more week. I mean, if he doesn't do the goods against Brighton at home, then just fucking go uh, back to Vardy. He's coming into an away match against Villa. I do think that's going to be one of the toughest home matches Villa have all season. Uh, so I'd have no problem bringing Vardy in for a match against Villa. I know you yeah. you're talking Villa up, but I just think Leicester are that much better. Yeah, true. You know? Fair enough. Um, what I would say is, is I've changed my mind. Uh, my mind as we've been talking, and I think I would get rid of Aubameyang and keep Jimenez. You know, they've got that game week seventeen fixture. Uh, I don't know. I think um, I don't think if, unless you're going to be captaining Aubameyang in in game week fifteen. Yeah, I think just go to Vardy. You are yeah, and then captain Vardy. Yeah. Yeah, unless you're going to captain him this week, uh, uh, Didi, just um, just get rid of Aubameyang. I mean, that's my opinion. I mean, probably wrong. You probably bang two goals this week, but I don't yeah. know. And I'm going to like completely do all the opposite way and say hold on to Aubameyang, but I'm com- I'm coloured by the fact that I have him in my team, so I kind of obliged, I think, to 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 stick up for him a little bit after he's hauled last week. Yeah, so like that was probably no good because we're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've taken different opinions on this. Uh, another question, lukewarm uh, F- FPL. So that's uh, at FC lukewarm, doing really well in our mini league, and I'll update us in the the FPL hangover mini league uh, later on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Um, he's asked, is Deli Ali a real FPL option now? Mm. I have son already tempted with getting Ali in for game week 19 when the fixtures look nice. Okay, so he has son. He's thinking of also going for Ali in game week 19. Well, we kind of touched on it quite heavily with Dali's yeah. question, but I suppose the difference here is the fact that he already has son. Yeah, and if that's the case, then no, uh, I don't think you need to double up on Spurs midfield. Or, Same. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at their fixtures, and as I said, yeah, we kind of talked about it in terms of you know what they could do against United, but you know I could easily see Spurs coming out at one nil, maybe. Do you know yeah. Mourinho gets that long ball in the first twenty minutes and then just sits back for the rest of it and fucks United. Maybe, know? maybe. Um, but I definitely I, I still think if they, up, though. I still think if they play on the counter-attack against United, I know he's talking about game week 19 in particular, but I still think if he sits back and um, lets United come at him, that Spurs could get two, three goals on the counter-attack against United uh, with the pace of Son and maybe even Lucas Moura causing them trouble. Do you want to be putting all those eggs in that basket, though? No, no, no. But uh, I'd be happy with Son. I don't think you can invest that much money. If Ali was like six, seven million, maybe, but he's 8.5 and probably 8.6 or 8.7 by game week 19 I think you're happy you're grand with Son unless you're thinking do you go Son or Ali in which case Son all day every day I mean you'll know by game week 19 and he has Son so he's sorted yeah Yeah. you'll know by game week 19 if Ali's a better option and you want to free up that cash you're you're in on it a bit early so I'd say hold your horses a small bit I get where Luke's coming from it's hard not to have your head turned a little bit by Ali's performances lately yeah the man's doing excellent though this season so I mean we should be asking him questions um, yeah, so I have a few more questions. Oh, yeah, so uh, FPL Chieftain, uh, he has asked, great man for the pod, and he was there on um, Saturday, and yeah. he was the only one that was probably sober. Yeah, well, he was he's not a drinker. Sober, yeah, no probably. And it was a pleasure to meet the man. Yeah, oh, he said on, and he asked, uh, he's, he's throwing a few jabs in here. He's like, surely you feel on Southampton's display that I got out of jail with Ings, and he's not a long term pick. Oh, the shade, Ooh. throwing shade at me. Uh, well, I thought Ings could have had an assist for um, Shane Long at one stage there, except Shane Long didn't make clean contact and it was cleared off the line. And yeah, look, I don't think I can get away with Ings long term. I'm not even sure if he'll start against uh, Norwich, but I'm sure he'll be involved. What I wouldn't be surprised to see is that he does start and comes off injured. Um, and you guys had me good in the warm up when you told yeah. me that Ings had gotten. I came back from the, the bathroom and I was told that. Ings had gone off injured in the warm-up. And you just fell for it, hook, line, and yeah, sinker. Yeah, completely fell for it. Yeah, <laughs> I know there's a few points involved. But se- seven points deep at that stage, I'd say. But yeah, but I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, kind of a testament to Ings' injury record that it was yeah. so easily for you, easy for you to... Didn't kinda... even whip out my phone. No, you I was like, ah... Oh. I Damn. thought as much, yeah. No, no, but he did come good for you, and uh, I understand where Chieftain's coming from. I mean, I'm definitely not wishing the uh, best of returns for Ings, but I got lucky enough to contribute to FPL Rogue's uh, monthly article this week, and uh, one of the picks in it for you know for myself was Ings in terms of who I see kind of you know uh, picking up a bit of. Yeah, I think uh, he's still really lowly owned. Um, he's he's been five and ten percent. We checked this earlier, but seven something percent. And uh, FBL Rogue, another man we met at the meetup on Saturday, an absolute gent uh, of a man. And uh, yeah, fair play for doing his article. I must read that later. But you shan't be disappointed. Although you haven't seen Brazil, have you? 
Hmm? You haven't seen Brazil the movie? No. It's going to be last on you. No. Absolutely last on you. Okay, well. Wasted. I might actually watch the movie before. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I assume it's about Brazilian footballers, but That's yeah. Well, I don't know if I said it earlier. I don't know if I'm going to keep things too long. I'm happy to keep them this week and maybe even Game Week 16, but ultimately, I think I want Tammy back. Um, and I may even downgrade to Mousse if I want to use that money to in, like improve my, my third or fourth midfielder because my third and fourth midfielder are both 6.6. So if I do decide I want to come up to someone like Pulisic, um, Martial is kind of now going out of my thoughts because didn't look that great against United, although he do ha- it did have two good chances. But yeah. Maybe you'll jump on that Rashford train you seem so destined for. No, I think if anything, I'm, I'll be pulling the money out of my um, forwards a bit more and I'm putting it back into uh, midfield. So... That's my thought. I don't think I got out of jail. I mean, Southampton were pretty poor it for the first hour. It was a late one as well. Yeah, yeah it was, they were pretty poor for the first hour. Uh, Jeanette Bullock Bryce. Uh, James Ward-Prowse pulled an absolute curler into the top corner to win the game for him. But um, Classic Ward-Prowse goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, Ings is a guy to have. And while their fixtures are still good, I'll stick there for the next. I can imagine myself getting rid in like game of 17 or 18. I'd be more inclined for a Mousse now myself, Seamus. You've mentioned him, and I know we've yeah. talked about him a bit in the pod. I'm not going to swap, though, at this stage. No, no, yeah. no. You went for it, and you did it for your reasons. As you said, you wanted to have a bit of action in that half-five kickoff, and I don't blame you, because yeah. fucking hell, you enjoyed it. You know? Oh, I did, I did, I did. Yeah. He's also asked, what are thoughts on Hewton coming into Watford? Now, that hasn't been confirmed as a time of recording here at the moment. Uh, yeah, the uh, Gracia... Oh, no, Gracia's long gone. Who's yeah. the guy? Flores. Flores yeah. Not <laughs> Flor- that long gone. Flores <laughs> is gone. And uh, Gracia will probably be back in before Christmas, I imagine. And then to be replaced by uh, Flores again after yeah. Christmas. Yeah. But, yeah, Hewton is the guy. Hewton and Hughes are the two being touted. And I think Hewton would be an okay appointment. But uh, to be I have no strong you, opinions on him. Yeah, no, I mean, me neither. To be honest with you, Watford would have to go on an amazing run for me to even turn my head right now because I mean when you look at the likes of weaker teams like Southampton and Norwich there are players in those teams that I know are capable of attacking returns that I would turn to before I'd look at Watford Tridini would come back soon that's the saying but I mean I'd have to be looking at I don't know six seven game weeks of Watford really turning it around before I'd maybe shuffle my team around to really yeah. look at them and the other teams have points on the board that's the thing which you is know? the important thing so and they just got to keep out uh, Watford, who do not look like they can score too many goals. Your man, the guy that scored this weekend, Sar, had another really good chance. He actually looked pretty good, um, but I think that was his first goal, was it? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. and if it, yeah, I know, I don't know. I it wasn't much of a, it was more of a Southampton fucking up than him working his magic, but he took it well enough. And uh, yeah, he did, he did. I, either way, I wouldn't be too interested in uh, in Watford, their chief. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, yes. So, FPL Rogue, <clears throat> who we just mentioned there a while ago, he asked, has Pope run his course as the best budget goalkeeper? If not, who do you think is the best choice for the plethora of games heading our way? And will the premium goalkeepers make a comeback? What has Pope run his course? See, I don't know. That's a <laughs> tough one as well. I've got this whole Abraham shit to worry about, which has been kind of keeping my mind off this Pope thing. But Burnley are about to come into some, you know, it's it's a couple of tough fixtures at home to Man City and away to Spurs. I don't see him keeping a clean sheet, but after that, they've got a home match against Newcastle and a away match against a Bournemouth team who aren't fucking you know doing any fucking great performances at the moment and an away match against uh, an Everton who are also looking pretty weak. So I don't know right now if his run is over. What well, I can tell you a bit more because that's his next five and yeah, the next two are pretty desperate. Man City at home, Spurs away and you're right, Newcastle next after that isn't too bad. Everton, Bournemouth not playing, not tr- pulling up trees with the goal scoring stakes, cer- certainly. But after that then you're talking Man United at home, Villa at home, Chelsea away. I mean, certainly from game week 22, to game week 25 those are bad fixtures at home to United that's probably not too bad a fixture but United could have a new manager by then and they could yeah. easily start turning on the turning on the goals tap um, I'm not liking any of these fixtures apart from that Newcastle one uh, I guess Bournemouth Everton might be too bad but and when games start coming ticking fast like that I sometimes see I think that uh, when there's midweek games that the mid-table lower-table teams can often end up being drab nil all affairs yeah. where it's just wet it's windy and uh, they're just like hoofing the ball. No football gets played and it's only mistakes that like result in goals. So you, I think you do see set more of those. And the old save points, they're, they're not, uh, they don't do any harm you yeah. know, when I've, they're against a tough opposition. I've had a look at some upcoming uh, options. The guys I think are most relevant um, and I've written them out here. Uh, the one that interests me the most, the only one that really 
I wanted to go for would be Henderson. Yeah. And doubling up on that Sunderland uh, defence. Newcastle at home next, Norwich away, then Aston Villa at home, Brighton in game week 18, and then Watford at home. So they are great fixtures and uh, they do extend quite a bit. Uh, I'm looking at Gaeta as well, but he's 5 million. Yeah, I'm not Can't really reach any him. further than Henderson. I mean, you nailed it first time there. And again, oddly enough, a pick in uh, for FPL Rogue's article this month for his checkmate section, I put, I went with Henderson. Oh, okay. I mean, with Sheffield United's fixtures, as we kind of mentioned before, Newcastle, Norwich, Villa, Brighton, Watford, that's a, a nice set. So, I mean, the only question with Pope, Seamus, is do you consider using a transfer than a goalkeeper a waste of a transfer? Uh yeah, I mean, part of me is thinking how much over the course of the next five games is Henderson going to score more than um, Pope? Yeah, yeah, I think I think uh, Burnley could be on a bit of a poor spell for a while, possibly with the clean sheets anyway, and then pick it up. Yeah, Charlie Taylor came in this week for Burnley, and then it seemed to go off in the first half. I only assume he's been injured. Um, now they have your man Peters that can play left back, so maybe they won't even notice uh, his absence. But yeah, I don't know. I I do think that uh, it could be a good move. To before come off those Pope. two nine pointers for Pope, uh, Bernie weren't looking great at the back, and both the goals today, I think Pope could have done or today. I mean, uh, at the weekend, Pope could have done better. Zaha has scored from a really low percentage shot. You know, really, I think the keeper's got to be saving that. And the same with Schlupp. So I was disappointed on my boy in yeah. goals. And uh, yeah, against Man City, I mean, yeah, it could be good for save points, but I don't know. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I think there's a bit of a brighter spell after the next two, but they, you know, the fixtures do look pretty bleak from there on in. Luckily, there is a wild card that uh, becomes active in January, Seamus. If, yeah. If you really want to get rid of Pope, <laughs> you can uh, you can use that. But uh, I imagine that wraps up our drunk tank section, is it? Uh, no, I think we've uh, won or yeah, we've won more here. All right, one more. Bear with me. Um, I'll vamp for a little bit. That's conk. It's uh, at jocks underscore four twenty. Uh, Good friend of the pod. He's always uh, he's always wanted to ask these questions in here. Um, you can't steal friend of the pod. That's he, Renegade's bit. Well, well oh. I'm not doing it for... Well, anyway. Uh, he's asked me, right? He's asked us here, uh, is it worth him playing the wildcard in game week 18? Now, I don't know if he knows that it's game week 15 here, so I don't know like, why he's asked about game week 18. He fucking likes to be prepared, man. Yeah, he's got his team up here. We had a look at it before. Um, yeah. So I'll ask the question. He says, is it worth me playing... Is it worth my while playing the wildcard for game week 18 even if I reckon I won't actually need to as I can upgrade my bench in the weeks coming up to the blank silly question I know usually my chips have been eaten or played by now but basically he's just really concerned about beating his brother and it's funny that like because you said we looked at his team and the thing that comes to mind straight away is how strong his team is and now I looked at uh, Conk's season so far he's having a great season and uh, that's kind of the it's a bittersweet problem to have in regards to still holding your wildcard it's like he's had such a good start similar to you last year Seamus if I'm correct he's had such a good start and his team is still looking in great shape that yeah. you know a wildcard seems a little uh, unnecessary right now uh, don't you agree? yeah I like he's got a great team for this week so I wouldn't be wildcarding this week uh, keeper he's got Pope and goals so does many people so you never know. Um, forward line, Vardy and Jimenez. He's got Madison, Mount, Zaha and two um, Man City midfielders, Sterling and De Bruyne. So, I mean, he doesn't even have strong. a Mane or like the the, the, the big kind of absentee in that team for me is a Mane attacking or a Liverpool attacking uh, option, yeah. i.e. a Mane or Saleh. But considering they're blanking game week 18, that's not even an issue for him. Yeah, so no. it's even, it's a stra- it's an even, you know, more bittersweet uh, problem to have. Yeah, if you're asking... Are you should you play it this week in preparation for game week eighteen? I'm gonna say no. Uh, should you play it in game week eighteen? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, but I I think you're getting ahead of yourself a small bit. And uh, look, who can blame you? Because uh, you're desperate to win. He showed us a picture of the trophy that uh, is up for grabs it's for their nice. mini league. It's a nice one. He hasn't yeah. he hasn't taken it home yet. He said. Um, he's asked it. it uh, I'm obsessed this year trying to bank his free transfers. Um. He doesn't want to take any hints at all. Okay. Uh, where do you guys stand with hits on taking hits, especially at this time of year with the Christmas gauntlet? Uh, hits. I mean, it's all about the week in it. Yeah, we're kind of hit adverse, though, aren't we? Yeah, I'm always like, it, like it takes a lot for uh for a hit to pay off. You know, so I'll only hit if it's a three, four week plan and I'm kind of covering myself for a couple of weeks where it's, uh, you know, this is what I want to do for three to four weeks. Then maybe I can justify a hit, especially if I have two, three fr- uh, 
two free transfers. I do like the old mini wildcard, as it's known, um, and take a hit there because you can really make some serious adjustments to your team uh, with three transfers. But in general, I never really take them for defenders. And yeah. I would only really take it for a striker if I was going to captain him. They were kind of a little, some guidelines. I they were some of to. our rules we spoke about last week uh, or last season. I said last year, if I ever take a hit, it's got to be for somebody I'm either going to captain or willing to captain in the next uh, one, two, three game weeks. And I still kind of believe in that. I don't really take hits. Again, like you, don't take hits for defenders because it's very hard for them to pay off. Even to get a clean sheet, to just cover it. Um, maybe if there's injuries, I might consider it. And I really only take hits when I'm on tilt. When I've had a bad week or a bad couple of weeks and not looking liking how my team looks. Uh, but that's often, after a bad game week, is often when you have a really good game week if the team is set up well and you've just been unlucky. So, I don't know. Uh, not very much in favor of it. I would just use your transfers to kind of line up players. And as I said there with thinking about uh, Talisman Thierry, like Zaha is somebody who you know is not going to be rested that much if at all over Christmas for Crystal Palace. And yeah, they'd be the kind of players. I mean, he I has that. That's the thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. So but his I mean, team is... yeah, that's a player you don't need to be worried about. Now, someone like Mount, I'm worried that I've got Mount on my team. Um, yeah, I, I might want to get rid of him. But you wouldn't really be looking at taking a hit uh, to get rid of to get rid of a Mount usually, unless you just really, really fucking uh, were stuck to it. But either way, Kong, whatever you're doing is working for you so far. So keep up the fucking smashing work. And uh, yeah, I think that wraps up our drunk tank section, Seamus. We're going to bait straight into the FPL Hangover Mini League. Uh, we've only got a short amount of time left in this episode, so apologies if we skip anyone. But uh, what's the crack so far with that? Okay, I'll just go through uh, the top 10 there. I actually haven't uh, done uh, checked out who's manager of the week, so apologies. I will post that on Twitter later on. Um, okay, 10 is Tom Mariarty. Uh, uh, he's got 820 points. Another chap Nine, the trip. Yeah, another guy there. Ninth, Alan Jennings. Eight, Eric Braspenning, former number one in our mini league. Seventh, Peter Rovington. Six, Charlie Bennett. Five, Anthony Clark. Four, Paul Galloway. Three, David Sexton. And then... Joint at, first. Joint top. Yeah. Luke... Warm FC, Luke Burgess. He asked a question earlier on. I said he was doing well. Scored 64 points, 8-8-8. And he's tied with David Grant, Bearded Bozos, number one for the last several weeks. Now he they're both not tied. Go easy, man. Nope. He's they're neck man. and neck on 8-8-8, which is like 120 points more than me. 129 yeah. points more than me. So they're, they're killing it. So there you go, Luke. You should, as Seamus said, you should be the one fucking answering our questions. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, right? But uh, yeah, that's great. I'm delighted to see there's a bit of fucking competition in that league. The two lads are doing fantastic. Fair play to David and Luke. But that does bring us to the last section of the episode. Folks, you know what time it is. It is time to get your balls to the wall. You get your balls to the wall. Yeah. All right, so... We've decided to change things up a little bit. There's a, you know, there's a quick turnaround of game weeks in the next uh, few days. We're not going to be recording a new pod after after episode 15. So we didn't want to just kind of do the simple old we'll pick off air and then we'll let you know how we get on next week. We made it a little bit more interesting. So what we've decided to do is we're going to throw that vital point up for grabs in the next two game weeks. So basically there's only be, there's going to be one winner. We've both picked... Two players each, like we would every yeah, week. To, to cover both games. But it's over the next two game weeks, how we feel both players are going to do. And it actually was quite interesting today. I suppose we're probably so used to the old way. We'll start with last week's picks uh, and just say how we got on there. But uh, we ha- I, have the, I have them all written down. We've done this before before we came on air. Um, That's right. Yeah. Professionalism out the wazoo. We'll start with uh, last week's... Um, picks. What's the... Hot shots. <laughs> Man, I'm blanking. Hot shots. I, all I could think of was Puck Fada. So, first uh, of the commentators. Yeah, yeah so we started with last week's uh, Hot Shots, and I first pick, but you went on, you beat me with only one player. So I went with Mane, you with Abraham and Son, and I went with Vardy. So Vardy, those three bonus points that Vardy lost on, out on, cost me it. So cost I, you more than just uh, yeah. the mini league it points. pride. Yeah. yeah. So I got eight points for those. Manny obviously blanking. Um, Abraham didn't play at all. This was before he got injured. You picked him. And that's the danger for Champions League games. Son got 10. Um, yeah. 
didn't have a choice, James. <laughs> we recorded good, on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so good job, you. Good job, you. So that's uh, another tick in, in your yeah, beat basket you on, there. Uh, beat you on your own serve. Yeah. On the uh, puck fathers, um, you went first with Harvey Barnes. 1.3% owned. Uh, he returned two points. I went with Ings. I doubled back my guy and I got nine points. We both doubled backed our guys in the puck fathers last week. Oh, true. You have, yeah, you have Barnes as well, yeah. Not um, done a thing for me. I got, <laughs> I got momentarily excited in the breen sheets when I looked at the ticks. I completely forgot who I picked. And I was like, Willems? I picked Willems. He only went and scored a goal. And I was yeah. like, wait, he was playing Man City. I'd definitely pick him. And I realized <laughs> it was Williams uh, that I picked for Man United, uh, who conceded two goals and got a booking as well. And by all accounts, apparently, according to Brian Kerr, had a terrible game. And I haven't heard, uh, I've heard of a few people watching it that he didn't have a good game. So who knows? He may not even be in the team next weekend. You were one letter out, though. So I was one letter out from like a hall. Yeah. Um, you also didn't. Uh, Get your uh, your points, you uh, Tarkowski, for uh, Burnley. So that's also a fail. That was a rushed pick, and I feel a little bit embarrassed for doing it, but I did. So. Well, you can't really account for. I mean, Crystal Palace. Yeah, people are swooning over Zaha here, but you know he hasn't got a whole lot. I, I have some stats in there a while ago, but he's. I was a bit underwhelmed when I looked at his underlying stats over the last four. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's. His goal was really should have been saved. I said it earlier, yeah. and uh, yeah, same with uh, Schlupp. So that could have. Should have really been more points for Bernie there. But what's not to say about, or what is to say positive about Zaha is, is those fixtures for Crystal Palace. Like I don't know if he touched on yeah, it too much. A home match against uh, against Bournemouth, away to Watford, at home to Brighton, away to Newcastle, and at home to West Ham. There are three sexy home fixtures and two appetising away fixtures. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to have away matches. Uh, Watford and you know arguably Newcastle it's it's the move that everyone's talking about online it's in vogue at the moment to go everyone's sick of Mount he's dropping in price um, he hasn't done anything he's not even guaranteed to start this next game you've got Kovacic Jorginho and Kante uh, vying for position you've also got William Pedro started the last game Pulisic Mount started against West Ham and they went off and lost so that didn't do him any favours yeah. uh, and we were both very happy to see him actually start but as you said Kante's return has meant that Mount's position isn't as secure as it was before and yeah it is a bit easy to switch to Zaha but uh, yeah, that's, that was our those were last week's picks uh, yeah. so you won the hot shots I won the Pogfada and it was uh a dull, it was like neither of us were successful in our brain sheets. So. They're tough, man. Yeah, they can be tough. They can be tough. I think we've got some good ones this week, though. Okay. We'll certainly get at least one clean sheet each of these next brain sheet picks, I think. But starting with the hot shots, uh, you would first pick this week. And uh, yeah, you went with... Well, it was Vardy, man. There's like only one fucking option for me. This is over the next two fixtures. So I know there's an away match to Villa in there. But as I said before, I think it is going to be the toughest away ma- uh, home match Villa has this season. And uh, yeah, I'm expecting Vardy returns in both matches. Leicester, the second best team in the league right now uh, on form. Vardy has got goals in like six games in a row. And yeah, he's been absolutely killing it. Um, yeah, you can't see anything other than another Vardy party. Yeah. So I like that one. I've gone for Mane. I like Liverpool's next two. I know I said the Everton one could be a tough one. But I think there's goals against Bournemouth. And uh, yeah, I just think Liverpool got to keep tipping away. And if anyone's going to break the deadlock at Anfield, I think it could be Mane. I'm more, I'm more convinced it'll be him than uh, than Salah. But maybe you'll get more points from your defenders. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you had two picks because I got to first. You get to pick two and three. So who did you follow Mane up with, James? I was close to going for Jimenez, but in the end, I went with... Par- uh, I was going to say Park Ji Sung. Young <laughs> <laughs> Sun Min is who I went with. So Sun for uh, Spurs, really impressed with him the last couple of games. Really direct, is a, is a threat. He's creating big chances. I said it earlier I think Jose Mourinho is going to know how to beat United and uh, I think you know on the counter attack is what they'll do and I think yeah I think he he might get some joy in that game and uh, at home against Burnley he's just in form like him going to back him yeah fair enough I I understand that I've gone with another kind of you know pretty obs one Uh, obs being obs and that's Aubameyang uh, Brighton at home West Ham away I think both teams are pretty fucking leaky I don't care how well Martin's played in his debut match <laughs> I still think West Ham are going to have difficulty keeping clean sheets for the rest of the uh, whatever season they don't look too strong back there and I fancy uh, Aubameyang to score a couple against Brighton as well so I think Vardy and Aubameyang is going to beat your son and who was it on? Uh, son and Manny son and Manny yeah, yeah so I mean I think I said him is the other one I was thinking of I just think that Jimenez seems to have like a cap of one goal. Unless it's Champions League, then he yeah. might get a hat-trick or three assists or something like that. But I think uh, 
he does seem to be good for bonus. I do see them beating West Ham. I just think that Sun has a higher ceiling and, you know, could actually tear shit up. Yeah, you know? no, it's, it's, um, uh, him and is going to run him close. I think they're nice fixtures. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if Tammy was around, I'd be I'd be putting Tammy in my picks here, but we don't know if he's going to be fit for the midweek game or even next weekend's game. So mm-hmm. that's a bit of a, I can't go there. Um, then then we had Puck Fodders. Uh, you had, oh, I had first pick on the Puck Fodder because you uh, went for Vardy first. How Vada was your Puck? Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, I think it's a pretty puck uh, or fodder. <laughs> I'm not sure which. But uh, I went with Matt Doherty for uh, for Wolves because, yeah. as I mentioned, all the reasons why I like uh, him why I like him is <laughs> applies to Doherty and he's still quite attacking. Um, gets Very... bored quite a lot and he scored this week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm backing Doherty to maybe get another goal or some attacking returns in the next two. Yeah, no, great shout. I think that's a very good shout. Uh, but my puck fella, Seamus, is, I don't know if it's more or less fodder, but uh, he's one that I've mentioned quite a few times this uh, season so far. And yeah, I'm going to stick with him again. All the reasons you've mentioned were Jimenez and Ardy. <laughs> I'm going Diego Jata. I didn't realise how Wolves heavy this segment had gotten. But uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into too much. I think Diego Jata. I think Wolves yeah. are on for uh, a couple of goals in the next few. And we vote like Wolves. Jata yeah. is only three point something percent owned. That's so. what happens when you don't pick him in your uh, your hot shots. You do feel obliged. And now I'm going to got to pick someone in the puck yeah. I want a bit of Wolves yeah. covers. Yeah, me too. Me fake too. cover. <laughs> uh, I don't think I can actually get him in in the game for six million. It seems a bit overpriced, but you know can I'm happy. Be, you have. Ings. I think he's a good pick. If you, you have, have him, Ings. if Wolves were playing a half five match that you're watching the pub, you'd pick fucking Jata. Get out of Yeah, maybe I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Breen Sheets, uh, I go first. Uh, we had a lot of good choices this week again. Yeah. A lot of home home games. And uh, I've gone for Baldock for Sheffield United, somebody who's really impressed me. Uh, he's under the five million limit that we set. Um, you know, he got assists this week, uh, I believe. And he's at home to Newcastle. Who don't travel very well and look, these are, this is a tight ship. And then they're away to Newton Norwich. You know, those are two. Those are two great ones. So, yeah. And you were saying that like he was the reason you didn't go for Mousse in regards to one of your picks is because yeah, you can get in on the the Sheffield United bandwagon somewhere else. It's good to see that there's further Sheffield United options opening up along yeah. the way. You know, you've got the likes of Fleck has been tipping away as well. Yeah, I may not even. I may just stick. If I do decide to stick with Pope instead of going for Henderson, then remember I said I had my uh, Fredericks yeah. issue for game week 18. I may double up uh, there by, because it's not, I'm only got, it's only 0.2 more to go from Fredericks to uh, Baldock yeah. at the moment. Not a bad shout. My brain sheets, however, I've gone with the soy boy Bedcock himself. So Yunchu, I think, uh, yeah, we've talked about all the merits to Leicester. What feels like the last 60 minutes has been all Leicester talk. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a credit to him. I think they're nearly guaranteed to keep a sheet against Watford. Now that means they're obviously going to concede two. But uh, yeah, a clean sheet against Watford and a clean sheet against Villa. That's what I see in the next two for for Leicester. And I, you know, maybe you get a bit lucky in the Villa match they concede, but uh, Soy Boy himself bangs in, a, bangs in an old goal. Maybe yeah. I don't know. We know what he's capable of. Yeah. Oh, he'll definitely. He's definitely no longer on my bench. Yeah. <laughs> I've had him on my bench long enough that he wasn't doing anything. I wasn't getting the points for him. Uh, I know they didn't score. I didn't keep a clean sheet this week. But yeah, I think for the next three, he's a starter every week. Yeah, hundred percent agree. With I'd you. nearly double up on Leicester defense, as I said earlier. That's one of the things I'm thinking about if I got rid of Tillemans. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the option, especially if you weren't doubling up on the attack. But I guess we'll wrap it up there anyway. I want to thank everyone for listening. Cheers for all the questions. I hope uh, I hope we didn't make too much of a mess of them. If anyone wants to send uh, any more questions in for next episode or whatever, as I said, we won't be recording one after game week 15 because of the short turnaround, but we'll be right back after game week 16 for all your listening pleasure. You can reach us on FPL Hangover uh, on Twitter at FPL Hangover. You can also get us at the FPL Hangover at gmail.com if you so fancy. Seamus, where could they reach you? Yeah, I'm uh, be living up to my moniker at FPL Drunk. And yesterday I was definitely at FPL Hangover. <laughs> but you'll find us there commenting on the matches midweek this week. Don't forget, deadline is Tuesday this week. Good shout. Uh, 6.30 on Tuesday, UK time. Uh, do not miss the deadline. Um, this pod, I think we've just really covered both game weeks so if you don't get a chance to send Tuesday I think it's still going to be relevant on Thursday and Friday yeah fingers crossed anyway (laughs) fingers crossed enjoy your week lads may your hours be green God bless